The content of this podcast should not be considered financial or investment advice. All interviews and discussions are opinions only, and the podcast has been created without taking into consideration the listener's financial objectives, financial situation, or needs. Listeners should obtain independent advice before making any financial decisions. Hi, this is Barry Fitzgerald, Garen Perro columnist for Stockhead. Welcome to another edition of the Explorers Podcast. Got an interesting one today, Laneway Resources. Trades under the code LNY or Lima November Yankee. Last traded at 0.7 cents for a market cap of $33 million. Now we're up to uh, Georgetown in northeast Queensland with this. Uh, we're talking about 400 kilometres west of Cairns where we'll find the, uh, the historic 10 million ounce Etheridge Goldfield. I'd never heard of it before, but I had heard of in the modern era, Kidston, of course, which was a 3 million ounce producer. Now, Laneway has, uh, in the last 12 months, has got very serious about consolidating ownership of the goldfield and uh, accessing treatment plant options in that part of the world and heading up this revitalization of the company with this strategy of consolidation of the georgetown region is brad gordon the managing director we have brad with us today so i'll say good day brad welcome to the podcast yeah appreciate uh, the opportunity to talk to you barry now brad you're a well-known name in mining circles but it'd be great for uh, investors listening in if you could just give us a bit of a snapshot of your professional background today I uh, grew up in the West Australian goldfields, worked in quite a few companies in Western Australia. Most of my recent career has been international, so I've spent most of the last two decades overseas. Uh, recently returned to Australia after my most uh, recent stint with Acacia in London. We had gold mines in Africa. I was on the board of Laneway as a non-executive director, and then Stephen Bizzle, the chairman, asked me to get more involved, and uh, that's where we've ended up today. Right, so you made that transition to MD in March last year, I think. Correct, yeah. Now, Brad, obviously uh, Acacia and some of the other, you know, going way back to Emperor Days and uh, uh, Intrepid, of course. Big projects, uh, big names. Why Laneway? Uh, Laneway's interesting. When I joined the board, I started to spend a bit of time up in the Etheridge Goldfield, and it became clear to me that we potentially had a significant story. I like talking to uh, good geologists about potential, and everyone I spoke to about uh, Georgetown and the Etheridge Goldfield said to me that it was underexplored and the potential for large deposits, you know, you know as has been borne out with Kidston. Uh, which is not too far away. So the more I understood the assets, the more I liked the story. And then there was a clear path to transform the company. And this is this is the first step towards that. Now, the company's been adding to the portfolio with a recent acquisition, but I think it might be best if we just start with Agate Creek, where there's a 470,000-ounce resource, about 100 kilometres, I think it's south of Georgetown. That's been the key asset for some time, but... Can we talk about that and then parlay into the acquisition of uh, Masterton Minerals, which gives you a, a processing plant about 7Ks out of Georgetown? Agate Creek's been around for a while. That resource has been slowly building. Um, Laneway's been a, a part-time producer, a small, small producer. Uh, what this acquisition does is gets us into the ranks of full-time gold production. Agate Creek, it's, it's a high grade, it's a decent sized resource. 
And one of the key elements that's emerging is a better understanding of exactly what that asset is. And we've had uh, some famous geologists, uh, Dr. Greg Morrison, Dr. Scott Halley, and uh, Greg Wilson from Western Australia, that apply their skills and knowledge to it. And we now have a a new geological model. And that model is telling us that uh, we're higher in the system than what we thought we were. It looks like an intrusion-related gold system. There appears to be more potential three or 400 metres deeper or two, two to 400 metres deeper below where we are at the moment. So we've, so we've already got grade. Um, we now have potential for uh, other significantly larger deposits. And regionally, there's a few interesting things happening as well. Now you mentioned the, uh, there had been some um, campaign mining, uh, producing some ounces. Um, was it right you were sending that 800 kilometres away to be treated? Yeah, that's right. So... Because it was high grade, it, it it was able to bear the cost of that production. But obviously, if you can haul that ore less than 100 kilometres to Georgetown, then it reduces our costs by about $100 per tonne. It destroys value by doing that. Acquiring the Georgetown processing plant and associated tenements just makes sense, obviously. I think the acquisition costs about $17 million with the processing plant, of course, along with a 120,000-ounce remnant sulphide position. So moving forward... What is the, the overall strategy with uh, between Agate Creek and uh, the Georgetown gold um, project? This is the story. So we, we see ourselves in a position in three or four years' time where we have a sulphide treatment circuit at Georgetown and there's a, a lot of potential for sulphides there. Um, you know, there's 26 open cuts that finished shallow in shallow uh, oxides and transitional so there is sulphide ore sitting below those existing pits. So that, that becomes the sulphide leg of the story. At Agate Creek, with our better understanding of the geological model, we will now rapidly expand that resource and that will um, put us in a position where we can fund uh, the construction of an oxide circuit um, at Agate Creek. So we'll have the sulphide plant at Georgetown, We'll have the oxide plant at Agate Creek. Um, And the third element to the strategy is that that whole region, so within 400 kilometres of those two plants, there are no other processing facilities. So third-party oil can either be acquired or we can toll treat um, the over 1,000 mineral deposits that there are in the area. So we're not, uh, it's not like the back blocks of WA where everyone's uh, sitting on top of each other. This is really, well, an opportunity for you guys in the sense that you've got the uh, treatment plants there. So uh, you know, come talk to me if you've got a deposit in that area that's stranded, as it were. Yeah, look, with my background in Western Australia, when I, you know, I got into Queensland, geologically, there's no reason why the Queensland or particularly the North Queensland gold industry shouldn't reflect uh, the structure in, of the industry in Western Australia. What's different is, was you know, a few decades ago, the Queensland government lowered the bar for mineral tenement ownership um, and many small players got involved in the industry. And that's where we see the North Queensland industry today. It's small, it's fragmented, and many of the tenement and mine owners don't have the uh, capital or the wherewithal to develop these things. So there is, there, you know, there are opportunities for people like laneway to consolidate entire goldfields um, and the Etheridge goldfield is the one that we 
want to consolidate. Now, as the, the bigger picture uh, evolves, I'm just wondering what is the near-term uh, sort of production that the company might be achieving from uh, either Agate Creek or uh, the uh, pickup of the Georgetown project? Yeah, so we've, we've done some mining late last year at Agate Creek. So we've uh, stripped back the pit there. We have 35,000 tonnes at five grams per tonne ready to go. So we will now start to refurbish the, the Georgetown mill. It's in pretty good condition, but we need about three months' work to, to get it to a point where we can start treating ore. Um, so we will be bringing in that Agate Creek ore um, late in the second quarter or, or early third quarter um, this year. So the gold production this year will start about middle of the year. We'll produce about about uh, 20,000 ounces this year, uh, and then that starts to increase during 2023. Um, so, you know, ultimately what we can see within three or four years is um, about 50,000 ounces a year coming out of Georgetown with the higher-grade sulfides and about 50,000 ounces a year coming out of Agate Creek with the lower-grade oxides. Unless, of course, Agate Creek uh, exploring that new geological model comes up with something seriously big. Yeah, uh, yeah, that, yeah we're not, that's exciting, but we're not including that in our plans at the moment. Okay, now just chasing down that upside potential at Agate Creek, are you drilling at the moment or is that a uh, drilling campaign planned in the near term? No, we've had a drill rig uh, there active for the last couple of months. Um, we've announced some of the results before Christmas. Um, we'll be announcing more results um, in, the, in the coming weeks. Uh, like everyone, we're suffering with the lab turnaround times, but there will be more results as, as we start to refurbish the Georgetown mill. Now you've got that cash flow coming up from uh, production later in the year, but and I, I think you raised some money, about three three and a half million dollars so you're well funded for this uh, push yeah we, we are and there's there, there's uh, we'll be issuing an entitlement offer in the near future as well for existing shareholders the Georgetown acquisition uh, will be funded by a mixture of debt and equity so there's a debt component that uh, we're negotiating at the moment as well and that uh, that processing plant I think seven k's out of town uh, the locals keen to see the come back on create some uh, some jobs. Yeah, well, if you if you look at the, the logo for Georgetown, there's a there's a gold miner on the logo, but there's no gold mining. So I think uh, they're they're keen to see gold mining come back. Um, I've had a, a few meetings with community leaders uh, in Georgetown over the last few months, um, and they're very supportive. When was the last time uh, it did produce gold? 2012, I think. There was when when it was in active, and then um, Agate Creek actually treated some more through their in about five years ago. It hasn't done much production in the last 10 years except for Agate Creek. But it's in uh, good nick. Yeah. Now, we've had a couple of engineers go over it and we've got uh, a couple of reports that are sitting on our desk at the moment. Uh, so we're almost ready to push the button on that refurbishment. I believe it, uh, it stopped back in 2012 or thereabouts because uh, the oxides were finished. But So there's a bit of permitting that you have to go through, but that's in hand. Yeah, there's, there's actually five separate permitting streams. Um, one, of them, one of them is to recommence the operation, which is the easiest. Uh, we're looking at installing a sulphide circuit uh, later in the year, which is a separate step. And then we're expanding the operations at Agate Creek as well, which which is a another permitting pathway. And this is all happening, of course, against a particularly strong gold price at the moment. Uh, if you look at the A-dollar price, more than $2,500 A, which I presume, if you could give us a feel for, uh, that's going to ge- generate uh, healthy margins from 
production later this year and what will come in future years. Yeah, look, our all-in-sustaining cost doesn't get above $1,500 per ounce Australian. So and That's thanks to the growth. Yeah, we're getting healthy margins. Now, Laneway is, of course, more than uh, the uh, Georgetown story. So it would be good if we could touch quickly on uh, the tin and the coke and coal. And then we've got the New Zealand gold project, of course. So very much the focus on Georgetown, I take it, but you're advancing uh, the tin, coke and coal and uh, New Zealand. Yeah, so look, I'm on the board of a company called Oz Tin as well. So Laneway sold the tin project uh, in northern New South Wales to to Oz Tin. Oz Tin has have subsequently sold it to a new IPO in London called First Tin. Um, so that they'll be uh, launching on the London Stock Exchange uh, within a few weeks. That was sold for thirty five million dollars Australian. So obviously that value flows back to Laneway as well. The first tin story is, is quite interesting. It's uh, It'll be the most significant tin producer in the developed world. So uh, that's uh, something that we're involved with. On the coal side, we've got Ashford in northern New South Wales. So that's a joint venture with uh, Oztin as well. Uh, so they're bringing that to, up to being mine ready. And uh, we hope to achieve that by the end of 2023. Um, it's a high-grade metalliferous coal deposit that needs uh, a few more tonnes and and needs uh, a transport option, and both of those are achievable in the next uh, couple of years. Um, and then we have a project that we're looking forward to drilling as soon as possible in New South, in, sorry, in New Zealand. It's drill ready, uh, but for, for COVID reasons, we can't get over there until those COVID restrictions ease in, in New Zealand. But that's interesting as well. And that New Zealand gold project, that's uh, nearby, is it the Wahi mine of Oceana Gold? Correct. Uh, yeah, so it's in the Wahi area. So, you know, known known gold production, that's only a few kilometres from, from that mine. Well, it's interesting. Yeah, I've <clears throat> run through those as if they were secondary assets, but uh, with tin at uh, $40,000 plus, the... Uh, Coke and coal, met coal price uh, going gangbusters. I was just wondering how you see the current market the value of the company, $33 million. Um, is there anything in the market price for those at the moment? They're obviously not being reflected in our current market cap, the, the, the tin value or the coal value. Um, and if you look at our cash flows going forward at uh, Georgetown and Agate Creek, obviously that's not reflected in the current market cap either. So... Um, but we, you know, we need to get some runs on the board. We now need to deliver on achieving the vision we have for for Laneway. Um, but you know, we would expect to see some recognition of that as we start to deliver on more of these milestones. And um, personally, what do you see as the key milestone that needs to be cleared to get this re-rate going? Oh, look, it's like like all gold companies, um, as you increase. You can increase value as you move from explorer to developer to producer. I think uh, when we can deliver consistent production through the, the Georgetown mill, uh, we'll, we should start to see that as being a major catalyst. There's, uh, one, one thing about the gold is that um, it's not as if you, well, you have picked up obviously uh, well, more than a thousand sort of prospects and leads and old open cuts and whatnot, but you do have quite a, a sizable resource base now as well. Yeah, well, you know, the, the previous owners of the Georgetown mine were quoting numbers uh, 
up to 400,000 ounces uh, in a previous version of Jork. Um, so, you know, we, we can see 119,000 ounces immediately um, on, on our numbers, and we, we've uh, announced that recently. But with more work, we'll start to move that up closer to uh, the the previous owner's number as we get more confident and do some drilling and confirm uh, what is there. Uh, so, you know, you can see that getting up higher to that kind of number. And then we're looking at, you know, almost a half a million ounces at Agate Creek, um, which which is growing as well with a, our new, better geological model. Uh, we should start to see that increasing as well. All right, Brad, I'll put you to the test now because you've got so much on the go here. But can you just, just give investors a bit of an idea as the months roll by in 2022 what they should be looking out for? Yeah, well, the, the if you look at the timeline for what we'll achieve this calendar year, uh, you know, the acquisition and permitting is uh, underway and almost complete. Mill refurbishment commences in March. Uh, Agate Creek will be back mining in May. Uh, we'll complete the mill refurbishment in June and then process the Agate, the Agate Creek ore through Georgetown. We've put our foot on a, a new larger ball mill uh, uh, in South Africa, which we would like to install in the third quarter this year at Georgetown, which will almost double the production rate before the end of the year. Uh, we've got the regional drilling in the third quarter at Agate Creek. Uh, we expand the mining uh, up to 200,000 tonnes per annum at Agate Creek in the fourth quarter. And then right at the end of the year, we'll start the uh, the sulphide circuit upgrade at Georgetown. Well done. Got through that list very well. I was ticking them off. There is a presentation on the uh, ASX platform that uh, gives a, a very good summary of the timeline. So very, very busy time. Okay. Well, Brad, very interesting story. Thanks for your time today. We'll be watching with interest as uh, Georgetown uh, puts its hand up as a goal field to be recognised again. So thanks for your time and good luck with it all. Thanks, Barry. Cheers. Cheers.